Season 2 of Cyber 24 is presented by our friends at Valcom. Valcom is a Utah-based IT solutions and services provider with drive for getting IT right. From ironclad security to computing and beyond, Valcom's 35-plus years means they have the experience and expertise to help your business from desktop to data center. At Valcom, you get much more than a dedicated IT retailer. They become an extension of your IT team. Whether you're a startup or an enterprise, Valcom has the technical sales and engineering expertise to make your business more effective and more productive. To learn more about Valcom's end-to-end -end solutions, the technology vendors they partner with, and to sign up for upcoming events, visit their website at vlcmtech.com. That's vlcmtech.com. Cyber 24 is supported by the Utah Department of Public Safety, as well as the Utah Department of Technology Services and the Utah Attorney General's Office. In addition, the University of Utah's Kem C. Gardner Policy Institute is where we record this podcast each week. At the Kem C. Gardner Policy Institute, they're dedicated to helping Utah make informed decisions. We're also proud to have the support of Secuvant, a Utah-based company providing business-enabled cyber risk and management. Every week on this program, these great partners will provide expertise and insight to help business and civic leaders better understand the challenge of cybersecurity and how to keep your organization safe. We appreciate your support. All right, and welcome in to the Cyber 24 Podcast, Episode 41, making our way through Season 2. Glad you're joining us again. Uh, great show today for you. Actually, some interesting stuff I want to talk about, and a guest I'm pretty excited to have on the show. His first time on the show. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a second. Hope you all had a nice holiday break. We're back in the rhythm. We have five episodes left in this season. Uh, for me, my Christmas holiday, pretty relaxed. You know, got some time to hang out, spend some time with the family, a little skiing, lots of downtime. Uh, and my kids, well, my kids mostly played video games, to be quite honest. That's what my boys were uh, much, spent much of the vacation uh, doing, was playing video games. And that actually leads us into our topic for this week, because my son loves to play a game called Fortnite. If you have kids, I don't know, I would say anywhere from probably age 8 to 35, they probably also like to play Fortnite. And Fortnite has been in the news a lot lately. By one report, Fortnite has earned uh, half a billion dollars off of just the iOS platform. So not talking about where my kids mostly played on an Xbox, but those who play it just on an Apple platform, uh, it brought in half a billion dollars in 2018. $69 million of that came in during December. It was Fortnite's best month so far on iOS. So this is a big money-making game, and what will surprise a lot of people about it is it's a game that's offered for free. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But another thing that popped up for Fortnite in the news uh, over the past couple of weeks is that, hey, there are accounts on these games, and they're, uh, they are not immune from uh, cyber security issues, from cyber criminals, from hackers. Uh, this is an article I, I, I checked out uh, from the week. We'll post this on our website so you can take a look at it and read the whole thing. And I just want to quote from the article. It says, teenagers are making thousands of pounds. Obviously, this is an article from England. But they're making thousands of pounds every week by hacking the popular online game Fortnite Battle Royale. Uh, a group of about 20 hackers told the BBC that they steal private accounts from gamers using off-the-shelf hacking tools and sell them through social media platforms. One of the youngsters, as the article describes him, a 14-year-old British boy, 
uh, said that a hacking group approached him after he purchased a stolen account for just uh, basically less than a dollar. The broadcaster, uh, the, the CBC reported that. Uh, the, 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 young man sa- the young man says he uh, carried out only one hacking session, but in that he got a thousand accounts, took control of a thousand accounts in one day. Then he was able to sell the online profiles, uh, which can go for anything from a couple of bucks up to uh, 1,500 pounds, and he was able to offload all of those in about 15, uh, in just a matter of weeks. Um, so Fortnite, one of the biggest computer games in the whole world, uh, Epic Games is the developer. Um, they say that there are just under 80 million players worldwide uh, on a monthly basis. 80 million different people, uh, give or take, log in and play Fortnite each and every month. So hackers have said, "Hey, we're going to jump in on this. We're going to. There's money to be made here, and and they're getting into it." But before we get too much into it. I want to bring in our resident Fortnite expert. This is my son, Cam. Cam, thanks for being on our podcast. Okay. We're talking about something you know a lot about, Fortnite. Yes. How, tell people how much time do you honestly spend playing Fortnite? This is not a great parenting moment for me, but how much time do you play Fortnite in a, in a day or a week? Um, a day probably on average, since I haven't been playing lately, six hours. Six hours a day. Yeah. So you go to school and you come home and you're on by, you know, four o'clock. Yeah. And then, you know, you pretty much play until dinner, homework break, get your homework done, and then right back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Except we have a deal where he has to stop playing to watch hockey with his dad. Yes. So, you know, we do have that. All right. So you you spend a lot of time playing this game. Um, How... What's the point of the game? For people who don't know anything about it, what what is Fortnite? What is what's the purpose? Describe the game to people who haven't played. Okay, so Fortnite has three has like three different platforms, like sub platforms. There are so under the Fortnite brand name, there are, there is Fortnite Creative, Fortnite Save the World, and Fortnite Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking mainly about Battle Royale. Battle Royale. In Battle Royale, your goal is to be the last one standing. And after you jump out of a battle bus, find loot, and eliminate targets. Yeah, so it's basically like a, not really, it's kind of a first-person shooter game, except you sort of can see the guy, right? He's in front of you. And you just get dropped on this island, Mm -hmm. and then you go around. And Battle Royale is like 50 people in, and it's everybody against everybody? It's 100 people in. 100 people in. Everybody against everybody, unless you team, which is against the rules. (laughs) So you don't want to do that. You don't want to team up because that breaks that. rules. Okay. And and you just go on and you basically hunt down the other players and the last man standing wins. Yeah. And there's this element called, there's like, there's a storm which does damage. It's it's like acid rain and it does damage and the storm circle gets smaller and smaller as the game goes on to try mm-hmm. and keep everybody going. Right. And make the game interesting. And... As the as the storm eye closes and gets smaller, the damage that the storm does gets more intense. Like gotcha. at first, it would only do two, three damage per tick, and and every but as like end game, it can go when the storm completely closes, it can go up to twenty. Yeah. What do you like about Fortnite? What what makes it so much fun to play? It's just an interactive game. It's social. You can play with your friends. You can squad up and win. Yeah, not in Battle Royale, but in other levels of it, you can squat up. Yeah, in but also in you can squat up in 
battle royale. You can. Yeah. You can, even though you're not supposed to? No, there's solo mode, <laughs> duos, squads. Duos gotcha. is two people. Squads is up to four people. And then there's a 50 v 50 mode, which is self-explanatory. So this is one. The, the interesting thing, I think, for people listening to this podcast, Fortnite's free, right? You don't have to yeah. buy the game. You don't have. You just go play online. You, do, you don't have to buy it, right? It's just a free yeah. game to go play. Yeah, Battle Royale is free, and Creative will be free. Th- is it the thirteenth? So later this month. Yes. Okay. So those are free, but that you and I have learned that that doesn't mean you don't spend any money on it, right? I mean, yes. you know, I, I just you were sitting here while I read those numbers. I mean, they made you know they've got eighty million people playing, and they've got uh, just uh, huge numbers of money coming in, and you spend some money on. Uh, what, are, what are the things you spend money on in Fortnite? Um, skins, emotes. Uh, I haven't bought a glider ever. So tell me what, is, what skins are. What does that mean? Uh, so skin is like... A skin is like... It's like a clothing set. And like, I guess, what would be another game? It's like in Mario, I guess. Like you could, you, you could choose to play like... In some games, you could be Toad, like Luigi, yeah. yeah. It's like that, but nothing changes at all. So it changes. It's basically a different, different yeah. clothing or design for your character. Yeah, it doesn't cosmetics. actually help them. It's it just, So you just dress them up to make them look cool the way you want to. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't do that, do you just look like everybody else on the island? There, there, are, there are default skins, and those are the skins that you get when you don't change your skin. There are six of them, like... Uh, there, there are three girls and three boys, and all assorted races, and... Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, nice, diverse group. Yes. Okay. So, that's, that's where these hackers get involved then, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, you go on and you put some money on the account, or I put some money on the account, and then you can go buy skins, but some people, like, if someone hacked someone's account, they would have access to all those skins that they had purchased, right? Yes. And so they could turn around and sell the access to the account. Yeah. And that's what these guys are doing. So what are the things you do to stay safe? Do you give anybody your your handle, your your um, identifier? No, not, not anybody but friends. Yeah. And when you're on these games, you can talk. I mean, you've got a headset and you're talking to your yeah. friends while you're playing, but are you talking to other players that you don't know? No. Okay. We're not giving out passwords or anything like that. No, All right, I don't even know my password. <laughs> that's good. That's a good way to go. Um, so interesting stuff. It, it, it's a free game, yeah. and that gets everybody to play it. But then there are things you can purchase in it, and once people have invested some money in it, those accounts evidently are worth some money, and there are hackers who are going after that. Um, have you ever had any of your friends get hacked? Um, there was somebody. At my school, he his account got hacked, but he bought bought he bought it back for three bucks. He bought it back for three bucks. Yes. Okay, so he he gave in to the terrorism, the people who who yes. stole his account. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how what what was his reaction when he found out he got hacked and lost his account? He's like, well, I can buy it back now because <laughs> like he had his name and it gives you the profile name, so you can just Google it for sale. Hmm. All right, Cam. Thanks for your insight on. On all things Fortnite. Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> Epic Games has yet to comment on the hacking claims, uh, according to the article, but said that it is working to improve account security. Same fundamentals apply here as they do on anything else we've been talking about. Have a strong password. Don't share that password. Uh, you know, Don't uh, make contact with folks online who you don't trust. 
and that's how you can keep your Fortnite account safe and keep your skins preserved and keep your uh, your advantage in all things Battle Royale. Right, Cam? Yes, exactly. It's not an advantage. <laughs> all right, we'll post the link to the full article on our website at cyber24.us. We're back with more after this. Uh, we'll look into a company that has raised a significant amount of money to put the cloud into outer space. That's coming up after this break on the Cyber 24 Podcast. Presented by Valcom. Printing is just a necessary function of day-to-day business operations. And in a world where networks are constantly under attack, printers in your office have become easy targets, costing all types and sizes of businesses millions of dollars in losses. So what's the solution? HP A3 Multifunction Printers, a new front line in digital defense. These are printers that are permanently on guard, engineered with self-healing capabilities and the deepest level of printer security available in the world. HP A3 Multifunction Printers protect your documents, your data, and your devices. Oh, and they defend your network with the world's most secure printing as well. Valcom is a long-standing HP Platinum partner. Their managed print services team has dedicated print experts ready to help you safeguard your business with the world's most secure multifunction printers. So request a free print consultation and learn more about HP A3 multifunction printers today at vlcmtech.com A3. That's vlcmtech.com slash A and the number three. Secuvant is a leading network security company specializing in creative, customized solutions that meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. They offer a wide range of services, everything from managed security and virtual CISO consulting to cyber risk advisory and data breach recovery assistance. No matter what your specific security requirements are or what your comfort level is with IT in general, Secuvant will map your cybersecurity program to the business areas that are relevant to you. Everything from brand and reputation to legal liability, to intellectual property, to business disruption, and so much more. For more information, call 1-855-SECUVANT or visit secuvant.com. That's S-E-C-U-V-A-N-T.com. $300 million. That's how much money the cyber breach at FedEx cost the company, all because they were not insured for cyber breach losses. So if you're a business owner of any size, you have to ask yourself, could my business survive a hit like that? I'm guessing the answer is no. The fact is, over half a million small to medium-sized businesses will close their doors as a result of a cyber event. So what should you do to protect your business? Talk to the cyber liability professionals at Hayes Companies. At Hayes Companies, policy placement is only one step in an overall risk management approach to manage your firm's cyber liability exposure. They design a program specifically for you, customized to your business priorities. For more information, contact Dave Whitwer, 801-580-5501. That's 801-580-5501. Or visit HayesCompanies.com. That's H-A-Y-S Companies.com. All right, and welcome back to Cyber 24, uh, into our second and final segment of the week. Uh, talked about Fortnite and video games and video game hacking, uh, not just cheat codes, but video game hacking in our first segment. Want to shift 
topics a little bit this uh, second segment. Uh, just one of those stories that caught my eye over the last uh, couple of weeks, and I thought, let's file that away. Let's take a chance uh, and talk about that the next opportunity we get on the podcast. This is a story from CNBC, and it's primarily a business story, but it, it popped up because it has a cybersecurity link to it as well. So the story from CNBC, uh, this is about the cloud and one company's intent to move the clouds uh, well, to, to put it this way, to move above the clouds, specifically into outer space. Now, the story reads like this, and we'll have a link up on our website so you can take a look at the full thing. The story leads, reads, Satellite startup Cloud Constellation closed a $100 million batch of funding. Based in Los Angeles, Cloud Constellation wants to launch Space Belt, a network of data centers built on satellites in orbit. Now, this is a quote from uh, Dennis Gatens, the Cloud Constellation Chief Commercial Officer. He tells CNBC, We're eliminating the risk of data breaches associated with terrestrial infrastructure. We're bringing to market a solution that provides what we consider the strongest security capability possible. I love the term. I love loaded terms or uh, vague terms in any type of quote um, because I've written a lot of talking points in my life and I know sometimes you're artful with the way you say these things. So we're, they're eliminating the risk of data breaches associated with terrestrial infrastructure. So to me that says uh, that there would be an earthquake or a flood or some kind of problem with with the data center uh, being housed on planet Earth. <laughs> That's what the terrestrial says to me, on planet Earth. It doesn't necessarily say anything about uh, you know preventing hackings or things like that, but some, some increased measure of uh, security based on the fact that these satellites are orbiting the Earth and not on the Earth where they're subject to the Earth moving or any type of natural disaster of that nature. Um, all right, the, the article goes on and says, the company warns that devastating cyber attacks and data breaches are quickly on the rise. I think we'd agree that that's true. Cloud Constellation pointed to data from cybersecurity ventures, a firm that estimated that cybercrimes around the world will accelerate to cost $6 trillion a year by 2021. That's a number that we're comfortable with that we've used before as well. Although Cloud Constellation touts improved cybersecurity, uh, Gatens says it's hard to say what the percent improvement is compared to Earth-based data centers. I suppose that's fair because if you don't have any data in the in outer space, it's hard to say exactly what type of improvement you'll have. But they seem to think, and $100 million worth of uh, funding says that uh, there's some, some merit to this. Um, so there was news that initially the company was going to raise $200 million. They were going to put 12 satellites in space. Um, they, they, I think initially said 16, it came down to 12. Uh, they've pared that down now to eight. And the way they say this will work is that uh, three of these satellites, three of the eight will be memory satellites. They'll have five petabytes of storage available. Uh, the data will be replicated on each of the three satellites for some built-in redundancy. So your, your, your data is backed up twice, three times over in space. Um, that's to protect against the loss of connection to a satellite. Um, okay, that, that, that's interesting that they, you know, they've got sort of the same basic systems in place. They're essentially saying we're going to put a data center in, in outer space. Um, the, the article also indicates that Cloud Constellation has announced several prospective customers. You know, you might be thinking, well, this is an interesting idea, but who's actually going to be the first to jump in and say, 
we believe in this or we're willing to kind of go along with this. So Cloud Constellation has announced several prospective customers, according to the article, uh, including a partnership with IBM, uh, which was announced earlier this year uh, in a way to explore how data storage may be more secure if placed in orbit. Now, no specific figure was given as to how much it will cost you to store your Google Docs in space or your uh, your taxes in space, whatever kind of data you would want to put. Uh, whatever you'd put in the cloud now, I suppose you could put in, in space. Uh, but uh, but Gatens uh, does say, quote, we have not published our pricing, but we're discussing our pricing with potential customers. We feel we have a very strong understanding of what customers will pay. They will pay a premium for very strong, uh, for a very strong level of security, close quote. Interesting idea. Data, not just going to the clouds, but going up and above the clouds and into outer space. We'd love to know what you think. Would you put things, are you secure in the cloud or do you need to go beyond the cloud? And at what point are we going to take our data to the moon? You can uh, hit us up on Twitter at Cyber24 underscore. Uh, go make a comment on our website as well or find us on Facebook. Uh, that's it for this week's show. Hope you uh, enjoyed and gave you something to think about as we take data beyond the realm of this earth and its clouds. I'm Marty Carpenter. This is the Cyber24 Podcast. All right, as we wrap up today's show, we want to thank our presenting partners at Valcom. You can find them online at vlcmtech.com. We also want to thank our supporting partners, the University of Utah's Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute. That's where we recorded this show and where we do it each week. Our friends at Secuvant, not to mention our great partners at the Utah Department of Technology Services, the Utah Department of Public Safety, and the Utah Attorney General's Office. A reminder, you can find us online at cyber24.us or on Twitter at cyber24 underscore or on Facebook, just search cyber24. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. I'm Marty Carpenter.